Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is Dr. Catherine DePino, the author of the Help Yourself Every Day series. The most recent being 30 Magical Meditations to Boost Your Emotional Well-Being. How do you cope? How do you take control of your emotions? How do you strengthen your sense of peace and well-being? This book is a practical and inspirational guide that will help you allay anxiety, control anger, stamp out procrastination, manage your fears, cut down on stress, deal with loss, or bounce back from adversity. No matter if you are new to spirituality or are already deeply spiritual, this second book in the Help Yourself series allows you to harness the power of your mind and heal. This book, like all books in the series, offers quick meditations that you can do in a short period of time. Use the activities in each segment and you'll be on the road to peace and contentment. Catherine DePino has written 22 books for parents, teachers, and children on the topics of spirituality, mindfulness, bullying, and women's issues. She has a bachelor's in English and Spanish education, a master's in English education, and a doctorate in curriculum theory and development and educational administration from Temple University. Catherine worked for many years as a teacher, department head of English and world languages, disciplinarian, and curriculum writer in the Philadelphia School District. After this, she worked at Temple as an adjunct assistant professor and student teaching supervisor. Catherine has also written articles for national magazines, and served on the board of the Philadelphia Writers' Conference. She is a professional tarot reader and Reiki master. Dr. DePino, welcome. Hi, Lawrence. How are you doing? Very, very good. And uh, I have to say, quite an introduction. I I was debating how much of this I should share, but I know you have an accomplished career and a lot of different dimensions to your, oh, to you. yourself and to your life. So we're going to get into the not so much your education uh, experience and expertise, but more so your recent work with spirituality. So tell us a bit about the Help Yourself Everyday series. I know there's a couple books we've already done. There's some more that are planned. Um, what what yes, can you say about uh, it? Well, Lawrence, uh, I've always been interested in spirituality and got into tarot reading and things, but I sort of felt that I had to remain in the closet <laughs> at least while I was working in the Philadelphia School District, because some people don't look upon it too favorably. And also, um, unfairly, I think, it seems to affect some people's religious sensibilities. But I don't think it's at all incompatible with that. I think it's one and the same thing, only with a different name. So I I did it in my friend's uh, dress shop, in different tea rooms, on the phone. I did the tarot readings and angel card readings, and I found it very gratifying. But I just did it part-time for a long time because I was very busy with my job in the Philadelphia school system. Started out as a suburban teacher, but I found that I wanted more challenges and moved to the Philadelphia school district. Uh, One of the schools was in the city, but not the inner city. The next one was in the inner city, which presented a lot of interesting challenges. And the last was at girls' high school, one of only two all-girls high schools in the country. 
So all of the experiences were fun. I was there for 31 years and then moved on to Temple as a student teaching supervisor. Wow. Well, I, I didn't know that Philadelphia had a an all-girls high school at one time. What, what years was that? Yes. Uh, well, I guess it must have been about uh, 30 years ago that I was there for a short time. Mm. But it was wonderful. And it's all girls who really want to learn. And uh, they just love learning. So that was in direct contrast to one of my schools where you couldn't even contact the parents because uh, a lot of the kids were in group homes with social workers. But a lot of them still succeeded and did very well. But uh, I have to say that teaching in Philadelphia was one of the best experiences to have yeah. because you met kids of all ethnicities and and ambitions and it was really fun. Of course, there were some scary times too, but that's okay. Sure. You know, it all comes with the territory. Hey, you have you have that anywhere though. So, um, were, were there any students that really stood out that we might know their names today? Or uh... <laughs> there are so many of them, and I still talk to them a lot on Facebook. One is Terrell Paulman. And uh, another one was named Jessica. So many of them I get to see on Facebook and follow with their careers and their families. And it's really fun to see what happens with them years since. Yeah. Yeah. It must be gratifying that uh, yeah. years later, students are yeah. looking back at some of their, fa- their favorite teacher from way back when. I know I have a few. All of them are gone now, unfortunately. But uh, great memories. Yeah. 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 Yes, we all need some great teachers in our lives. Uh, we're all influenced. Uh, hopefully yeah, on the I right remember. Path. Yeah. So tell me. I remember uh, them. You, your uh, interest in spirituality, this is right. a lifelong thing, something that developed at a certain point. Uh, where did your interest well, come in? I took a course in uh, tarot reading at the local high school many years before I started teaching, and I found it fascinating. And my feeling is that anybody can practice psychic arts if they just relax and don't think about it too much. If you try to think hard for an answer, you won't get it. You just have to let yourself go and relax. And this book was made mainly for people who would like to meditate, but they're turned off by long meditations. So it, it offers short meditations within a specific structure. The first thing you do is you consider the topic. You start thinking about the topic. And then you use the meditation that's listed. And it's based upon color. Certain colors produce certain thoughts in people's minds. And you know how the chakras are all based on the rainbow colors. That's what we're aiming for, to have people visualize and think about things. And this kind of meditation doesn't, isn't prolonged and doesn't make you nervous or tense. And that's why I wrote it. And it also has a section where you actually use your body language to you make it strong and powerful and you make it match the words that you say. So doing this will heighten the strength of your meditation and will make it more likely that what you're asking for will actually materialize. If you think about it long and hard enough and add the body language, raising your palms, 
and uh, maybe even something weird like hugging yourself a little bit will give you confidence. So that's how you manifest these things. And then you use affirmations. If you don't like the affirmations I give you, you can write your own. And uh, it's it's really a very simplified process. But uh, some people told me that it made meditation easy for them and they didn't have to think as much and they didn't get nervous when they were doing it. Right, right. Because some people think it's a waste of time, but it isn't. Well, definitely uh, positive thinking is essential to mental well-being. I I agree with that. And I I mean, you can go all the way back and these, the saying, seek and you shall find. There's, uh, you know, so much written about positive thinking and the powers of it. So I I think what you're saying is clear your mind of the distractions and there's different ways to do that and then think the positive outcome that you're seeking and uh, it manifests. That's exactly right. Okay. You've explained it very well. Well, thank you. Well, what do we need your book for? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You're right. All right, doctor. Well, we're going to need to take our first break. I'm talking to Dr. Catherine DePino. We'll be right back. Explore Sunbury Press books and find the work of talented authors in many genres. Ours Metaphysica is our spiritual, new age, and metaphysical imprint. Check out Pettengill's Perfect Fortune Teller and Dream Book by Pelatiah Pettengill. The Space Between by Judith Bowen and works by Kareem El Kusa, including The Phoenician Code. Find out more by clicking on the Books tab at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Dr. Catherine DePino, the author of the Help Yourself Everyday series. And we've been talking about positive thinking and manifesting good things. Um, so tell me, you know, how, well, you know, you could get into all kinds of discussions about quantum right. physics and all that. But uh, I think I think there's, there's something here to be studied about um, science and psychic abilities or the human mind. There's a lot of things we don't know. Uh, we we kind of talked a little bit though about uh, some of the other like tarot and reiki. Um, give me a angel little bit. Card. Yeah, and angel cards. It, it, are they more of? Are those processes more of just a way to tap into the energy or the uh, the abilities or the, of the of the mind? Or yes, are, and yeah. they are. And and I think Lawrence that a lot of people who are drawn to traditional religious traditions find it safer to go with angel cards and maybe oracle cards too. Um, There's a system uh, with oracle cards and I took a course in it and I find it fascinating where the reader actually gets the uh, person who's sitting for them to uh, come up with their own answers by asking leading questions and i like that system because they're not imposing anything on the person they're just drawing the information out of them so i like that and i like angel cards and when i was reading angel cards a lot i also feel that i connected more with angels for example saint raphael is the healing angel so i tried to communicate with him and very often got a positive response. I think he really, really helped me. And there are even some women angels that a lot of people don't know about. But don't ask me now because I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I like that. Well, I'm going to branch two different ways here. The, fir- the first one is more about 
which just sounds like a psychological discussion, like I'm sitting and talking to a psychologist, or I'm just talking exactly. to a friend, and I'm just getting you to answer your question yourself based on how you're feeling. Right. That, that's, uh, you know, that, that I can understand. The other approach of uh, the supernatural is, is a different conversation, and it, that comes down to a system of beliefs as well, um, angels and so on. Um, so those are the angel cards, and it, is this more of a Catholic uh, approach to, like, the saints and so on, or is this, is this non-denominational? More? Oh, it's basically non-denominational, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it really uh, amazes me how many people that do belong to traditional religions find it scary and uh, off-putting. And uh, they don't want to hear about it because they're really afraid. But in my view, there's really nothing to be afraid of. It's all one and the same thing. And uh, it's, it's no problem doing it. And meditation can only enhance a person's life by giving them a time to rest, a time to breathe, a time to get away from the, uh, all of the humdrum activities that they face every day. So to me... It's not what they call woo, 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 or any of these other weird names. You know, it's just very natural. Now, sometimes when I was working in the school system, I would get different feelings about students. Mm -hmm. And I would just try to bring it out in a very relaxed way. Like what would help them learn better? And how could they get along better with the other kids so that the bullying did not occur? And it, it was really very, very helpful. And even with my own family, it was helpful. Right. But you know how it's always harder sometimes to deal objectively with your own family. So when I was talking to just kids in the class or friends, I, I used it, but more surreptitiously than I would have, you know, um, otherwise, because you really have to keep it undercover. Today, it's not as mystifying, and people aren't as afraid of it. Right. But no, I, I think it is. Back in the day. It yeah. is more in the, in the mainstream, for yeah. sure. So, um, you know, I look at, from what you're saying, a couple different things, like drawing out the natural feelings or inclinations of a person. The other, you talked about supernatural, calling upon good spirits to assist. The, the Another thing I think that you've worked in is more of the psychic experiences, which is, clearing your mind to to be aware of knowledge that you wouldn't know through, you know, any other way. It's just something you become aware of for whatever reason. And I think right. everybody, almost everybody's had unexplained things that have happened to them. Like, how did you know that? How did you know so-and-so was going to call on the phone? Or how did you know something had just happened to a family member? Or, you know, how, right. do, the, how do the birds know to fly a certain direction at a certain time? <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's not always a coincidence. Right. I was wondering how much of your work has been more on the psychic side of the house rather than the the spiritual. And and I realize the two bridge each other, too. I I think a little bit of both. And I I just feel that, really, um, the psychic aspects of religious beliefs, you know, uh, I, um, I have religious beliefs, but I respect all religious beliefs for what they are. And, and I don't think that any one supersedes the other. You know how people say, well, if you don't do this, you're not going to go to heaven. I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that following any one religion is a true religion. 
And I also believe that psychic activities, spiritual activities, meditation enhances a person's religious experience rather than detracts from it. Very, very interesting. My my late grandmother said many similar things, and so I almost hear her talking to me now, uh, saying <laughs> saying things like that. She was uh, very advanced as a Rosicrucian. And oh, I've heard of that. Yes. She has tra- she traveled the world to mystical places and uh, just a fascinating person. And she always said, you know, participate in the li- religion of your choice. They all have merit, right, or some right. benefit. That was her guidance. Did. And they all lead to the same path. That's the interesting thing about it. You know, the only thing sometimes that bothers me is when people try to proselytize and convert you to a religion. Especially if people knock on my door and wake me up and say, hey, take these booklets. I don't want to hear about it when I'm half asleep. Right. You know. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, we, I think we each come to our own our own path, our own ways. We're going to be ready here for our second break. We're talking to Dr. Catherine DePino. Sunbury Press Books brings you the work of unique and independent authors. Brown Posey Press is our imprint for fiction and nonfiction. Check out Neighborhood Girl, a memoir by Linda Schifino, Promise Full of Thorns by Jean Harkin, or Shake Hands with the Devil, the third volume of the Sweet Dream series by Tori Gates. Find these and more by clicking on the Brown Posey Press tab at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Dr. Catherine DePino. I know we've already published two books. Tell us what's what's in the near future here for you. Okay, I'd be glad to. Well, I'm one book that uh, I'm working on, I've written a proposal for it, but uh, haven't completed it yet, is for teachers, student teachers, new teachers, and veteran teachers. And it's called How to Control Your Class Like a Pro, Tested Tips for the for this population that I just mentioned. And uh, I'm basing it on my, uh, my own experience. The first year I started out teaching, it was rough because I just acted like myself, smiled and, you know, was real overly friendly. And that was a big mistake. So then I learned the old adage, don't smile till Christmas. And uh, <laughs> I found that kids were much more responsive and they respected me more. But it took a while to learn it. Unfortunately, a lot of teachers don't last past their first three, four or five years because it's very, very stressful having to discipline classes. I also put in some information that I learned as a student teaching supervisor. And uh, it's it's interesting that most of my student teachers wanted to teach elementary school. Uh, well, I thought that teaching high school was much more fun and more interesting. But, uh, you know, you could have real conversations with kids. You could have discussions and debates and somehow weave them into your curricular goals. But um, these teachers were afraid to teach high school kids because they were afraid of disciplining the kids. But there are many different techniques you can use. My favorite one was always calling home and getting the parents involved. And uh, that always helped, mm-hmm. you know. And, and also providing individual learning experiences for kids who couldn't stand the required books. I, I'm really against required reading, but I, I really think that kids should be given an option of what to read. So my belief is in, even if you have a class of 33 kids, 
I believe in individualized learning and paying attention to a child's best learning modality. Are they auditory learners? Uh, are they visual learners? Or are they kinesthetic learners? So you have to pay attention to all those things to make things click in the classroom. And once a teacher learns that, they're on their way. That's, so that's one book. That's great. Yeah, I just yeah. second that. Uh, you know, you're the expert. You've got the the doctorate in teaching. So, you know, having done a little teaching myself as an adjunct professor, I learned very hard about controlling the classroom very early on with college well, that's students. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I second that. Um, yeah, and you know, certainly never the, knew you did that. That's wonderful. But the different modalities of learning, uh, I learned that the hard way too. Uh, like lecture readings exercises presentations video that kind of thing mixing it up uh definitely helps what else you have on your plate well i'm work i have completed another book which i'm waiting to hear i'm waiting to hear if the people like it that i sent it to happens to be your company now wait till (laughs) you hear that wait until you hear this crazy title barfly what growing up in a tap room taught me about life, death, and ever after. (laughs) I was actually raised for the first few years of my life until about 11 or 12 uh, in a tap room. We lived in an apartment on top of the tap room, and it was frequented by a lot of people who came from Bybury Mental Hospital, a lot of psychiatrists and attendants, and uh, I learned a lot about how people tick by just listening to them talk when I was a child. And uh, strangely enough, my dad was the proprietor of this place, and my mom ended up being the chief cook and bottle washer. My dad uh, had a law degree from University of Pennsylvania, but he had bad nerves. So his parents set him up in the bar business, and uh, he learned to enjoy it and uh He had a great time talking to all the people there. And my mom, the reason she became the chief cook and bottle washer was because the chefs, as many chefs do, would put their uh, ladles or spoons into the sauce, uh, the beef sauce, the spaghetti sauce, whatever it was, shrimp sauce. They'd put that in and then they'd lick the spoon and, and my parents were totally mortified when they saw that happen. So they said, well, Grace, I guess you're going to have to become the cook. And then she was only 18, but she learned how to be a champion chef. So I had a lot of really exciting experiences growing up in a bar. Wow. So- Except for one thing, I hate drinking. I can't stand it. And it might be from that. Wow. <laughs> so this, a- was, this was close to the mental hospital? This, this sounds like maybe... Uh- Cheers meets Seinfeld meets, uh, I don't know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah, it was right near Bybury, which later got closed down Mm -hmm. because uh, they were not being too nice to the patients. Wow. Not the the doctors I knew, but some other ones. Have you had any feedback from the the first two books? Anybody reach out to you or, or talk to you about them? Yeah, some of my friends on Facebook did, and a couple of my friends did you know, from high school and college. And they said that they liked it because it was a very simplified method 
of using meditation. And they couldn't get into the meditation groove before because it, they made it too complicated, you know. But then when they read the books, they felt much more at ease with it, which is what I, that's all I wanted them to feel. Yeah. So I know um, you, you talked about tarot and angel cards and Reiki. You've written these books, but how else can people uh, get in touch with you or work with you? I think, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear it. Oh, I said, uh, I know you have uh, your tarot, your angel cards, your Reiki. Uh, the two books that you've you've written are one way, but how else can people get in touch with you? Uh, what else do I do, yeah. if you want to know? All right, we'll try it a third time. All right, uh, I know you, the things that you do, the tarot cards, the Reiki, the angel cards... Right. And, you know, you've written these two books, and pe- people are aware of you that way. How else are, How else can people work with you? Well, one thing I like to do is dance, and I do Zumba and things like that. And uh, I like to uh, talk to my friends that I've had since high school, and it's just a lot of fun. But mainly, I enjoy being with my kids and grandkids. I have three daughters and one is very interested in spirituality, and they were all English majors, and five grandkids. So that's that keeps me pretty busy. All right. Well, we've been talking to Catherine DePino. She's the author of the Help Yourself Everyday series and hopefully a few other books with us. This has been the Sunbury Press Book Show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.